Our reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and verses 18 through 23, the parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds had gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet is such a person with no root, but endures it only for a while. And when trouble or prosecution arises on account of that word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but cares nothing for the world and the lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Shelby. I want to, uh, uh, we have changed the pyramids in the sanctuary. These were made by, um, Cheryl Connors, who beautifully quilted these pyramids. I'll show you, those of you who join us for Coffee Hour, I'll show you them a little bit closer, but they are beautiful green pyramids for this season uh, in the church here that we call Ordinary Time. And it's a sort of appropriate that they are coming out today as we're talking about seeds and plants and growth. And um, that is what this whole season of the church year that we call Ordinary Time is about. It's about a time of a spiritual growth and maturity, you know, so much of the, the beginning part of the year with Christmas and Epiphany and Lent and all of that is um, what we call it. It's a high holy seasons in the church, but we're now in a season that's called ordinary time where it's about sort of going a little bit deeper and thinking about our faith and incorporating our faith and our spirituality uh, in ways that are deeply rooted now we have today this parable, and it's a parable about planting. Now, I'm no farmer. I like to pretend that I am a gardener. I, I, I say I'm a gardener, but I am blessed by the beautiful soil of this area that we live in and the fertile land and the lots of sunshine and all of this stuff. And I love to, uh, love to plant in my garden. I do not love weeding in my garden, but I weed every single day. And... Um, you know, so I, I like to pretend that I kind of know just a little bit about gardening. I don't really. I basically go to to the nursery or to Lowe's or something, and I pick up plants to that are already fully formed 
and I plant them in the ground and then the soil and God does the rest and it's beautiful. And I like that. I haven't planted a seed in the ground like Dina did. I haven't planted a seed since I was a child in Sunday school and we planted little soil and Dixie cups and tried to make things grow. That was probably the last time I planted anything from seed. But I have tomatoes growing in my garden today that I grew from a plant. But what I know about planting seeds is I probably wouldn't do what this sower did in the text today. This sower seems to just kind of willy-nilly toss seeds just anywhere, you know, go to the beach, toss some seeds, throw it in the sand, throw it in the rocky soil, throw it wherever, and hope for the best. That seems to be the, the strategy of this sower. Now, this is a parable, as Dean explained, and parables are stories that were often told by rabbis. They would tell a story that has a deeper meaning, and it points to something beyond the story. And it is for the listener of a parable to try to understand what, what is the, the storyteller, in this case, Jesus, what are, what are they trying to get at? Um, we discussed in my Bible study this week that I kind of, I don't like, some of the parables have where um, Jesus explains the parable, and, and we think those were later editions by the early church, but, um, you know, Jesus kind of sums it up. But parables are very specifically meant to make you think and to make you try to get inside the story and to go a little bit deeper. And so we're trying to, when every time we hear a parable, we're trying to go a little bit deeper. So we have this story. We have this story about this sower who takes seeds and just throws them around and willy-nilly, there they are all around. And we can look at the story from the, the perspective of the sower. Uh, we can look at the story from the perspective of the soil. So if we were to start with the soil, of course, the, the, the parable today talks about different kinds of soil rocky soil, sandy soil, fertile soil. And of course, as we read this parable, we might think a little bit about the soil of our lives. We might think a little bit about um, how we are uh, nurturing the soil of our lives, how we are, uh, it, do we enrich our spiritual lives? Do we create time and space in our lives for prayer? Do we create, um, drama in our lives? Do we live with a sense of, of anger or resentment or, you know, something that gets in the way? I would call that rocky soil, where we have sort of um, created a sense of um, make it hard for God's word to get implanted in us because our own soil is so rocky, is so uh, jagged, that it makes it really hard for a seed to flourish and grow. Or do we create soil in our life that is nurtured, that is watered? Do we allow room for rest so that the soil can re be replenished? I want to invite you to be thinking about your own life right now. What is the soil of your life like right now? We're in an unusual time, certainly here in this time of the coronavirus and quarantines. And a lot of our soil is off. You know, our lives are a little bit crazier than than we would like and a little bit disjointed. But how might you nurture the soil of your life so that the seeds of God's love that are around might take root, might be enriched? And then I wanna invite you to think about the seeds themselves. What sort of seeds are around in your life? And who has planted seeds for you? 
have there been those that have loved and nurtured you along the way that have been planting seeds that you maybe didn't even know about at the time? I was reading a, a book this week for an upcoming se sermon series that we're going to do in the fall. And in this book, it's a woman named Melissa D'Arabian who um, has a show on the Food Network. Um, but when she was growing up, she was her, she and her sister were raised by a single mother. Her father had abandoned them. And they were really quite poor. And their mother would buy a loaf of bread at the beginning of the week, maybe some really thin processed sandwich meat, and would get the some fruit from like the leftover um, about to be discarded bin at the grocery store. And that was how they would make their lunches for the week. And usually this worked fine, but somewhere around the fourth grade, she had forgotten her lunch one, one day. And she knew that the, the kids in the, the school that were wealthier could afford to buy lunch. It was 45 cents. And as she sat there, knowing that there was no way in the world that she could afford the 45 cents to buy lunch, somebody, her friend, noticed that she didn't have a lunch. And she said, you know, if you go to the office, they will sign a little note that you can get a lunch and then they'll just send the, the, the bill to your mother. And she thought, okay, I'll try it. I know my mom would be mad, but I'm hungry. And so she, she went and she did that and she got lunch and she was so full and satisfied. And, you know, as a sort of greasy, you know, mystery meat school lunch kind of thing, but it came with chocolate and milk and it was wonderful. She had never had that kind of a, a filling meal at lunchtime and she was so delighted. And as it turned out, she started missing bringing her lunch more frequently. And she started not bringing the notes home that she was due, you know, that she now owed 45 cents, 90 cents, you know, that she was racking up a bill in the school lunch program. One day she was sitting in class and somebody came in with a note from the principal's office calling her to the principal's office. And as she walked to the principal's office, she knew she was in trouble. She knew that she had been caught. And she gets there and principal invites her into the office and says, hey, we have an opportunity for you. Turns out that the lunch lady needs help. She could use help in the lunchroom. And if you would be willing to help with the lunchroom, uh, then you would get a free lunch every day, you know. And she, her eyes lit up and thought this was the most fantastic thing in the world. She would get to eat one of these delicious lunches with chocolate milk every day. And so she did that. And she did that for the rest of the school year. And she didn't get caught. Nobody ever expected her to pay back for the meals that she had uh, eaten. But she got an opportunity to eat a full meal every day. And she got to befriend the lunch lady who took her under her wing and the custodian who also helped out in the lunchroom. And they gave her an extra carton of milk each day. It didn't ever occur to her that they were either aware of her poverty at home or that they were uh, trying to do any, any favors for her. She just loved that she got to do this sort of special thing that she got to help serve lunch every day. She talks about that as planting a seed in her life that she didn't know about, that she would go on to spend a life in food. She has a cooking show even now 
a life serving people, a life of filling people's hunger. And so she reflects back on this story of something in the fourth grade that somebody reached out to her, planted a seed. They didn't know they were planting that seed, but a seed was planted, something happened. And it was nurtured throughout her life as she came to discover that she really loved feeding people. So as I think about the seeds, I think about the seeds of, of people who have planted seeds in my own life, who have affirmed gifts, who have just come alongside me in a hard time. Sometimes it's seeds that are just tiny little things, just a, a, a smile in a grocery store when I've had a bad day or somebody asking me how I'm doing when I'm feeling a little out of sorts. Um, you know, sometimes those little seeds are all it takes. And it makes me think about where am I planting seeds? Who am I reaching out to right now that might, might need a little extra dose of compassion? Sometimes we don't even know we're planting seeds. Sometimes we, you know, uh, extend a word, a word of grace or love to somebody and we didn't know it, but that, that sunk deeply into them. And, uh, and so I want to invite you to think about who has planted seeds for you and perhaps where you might start planting some seeds for other people, things that might help grow and nurture somebody along. Sometimes it's just paying a little bit more attention to what's happening in somebody else's life. So this parable, I think, gets to us on a lot of levels. We can think about the soil. We can think about the soil of our own spiritual lives. We can think about how we're nurturing soil that is fertile and rich and ready to grow. We can think about the seeds. And then we can think about the sowers. In this parable, I think the sower has it's two different things. I think the sower is God, that we have a God who is just extravagant. And planting seeds of grace, a God that is reckless, and you could even say sloppy. This is not a God that really cares. Is this seed of grace going to this particular person in this little well-watered soil? Or am I just going to scatter my love everywhere and hope that people see it? That's, that seems to be the kind of sower we got here in God. And we have a God that just kind of says, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scatter seed everywhere. Uh, in this parable, it certainly wasn't that Jesus is uh, in Jesus' time, they didn't know how to plant a garden, didn't know how to plant a field. They knew how to plant a field. They just, in this parable, this sower just throws love around, just throws grace, just throws it in the hopes that it will be nurtured, whether it gets nurtured in a rocky soil or it gets nurtured in a sandy soil, whether it gets nurtured in a fertile soil, we're just going to plant some seeds. So I think that in this parable, the sower is God, but it's also the sower is that we're all the sowers. We are all called to just extend grace willy-nilly, extravagantly, sloppily, that we just extend the God's grace in the same way that we received God's grace, freely, joyfully, gracefully. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. We didn't have to do anything for it. God just scatters grace. And thus, we just scatter grace. Not about whether somebody earned it. It's not whether they've deserved it. It's not whether their 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 life is full of rich soil, which would make them an excellent church member, uh, or that they've lived a life that just meets our standards of purity or goodness or anything like that. It is just this extravagant grace of God that we are called to live into. Because here we are, God is just throwing seeds at us. Here, God is just raining love and grace upon us, and then we get a 
turn around and, and share that grace with other people. So it's a parable. And parables are meant to be kind of puzzles. They're riddles. So I want to invite you this week to just be looking around at this parable. Look at it from all those different angles. Look at it from the soil. Look at it from the seed. Look at it from the sower. Look at it from who has planted seeds for you and who you are planting seeds for somebody else or how you are planting seeds for somebody else. It's an invitation, an invitation to live in grace, an invitation to plant and to sow and to live extravagantly in God's grace and peace. Let's plant some seeds, my friends. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are always calling to us. You, are, you shower us with love and grace. You shower us with seeds and with blessings. You nurture the soil of our lives. God, in, in, in this time where we are apart from one another and we're not worshiping in our traditional, traditional and familiar ways, and yet you are using this time to plant new seeds for people who, who perhaps might never have heard your word, might never have come into the doors of this church, but are gathering with us online and in other ways. And so, God, we just ask that you plant seeds, that you plant seeds in our lives and our hearts, that you plant seeds in the lives of those who are, are worshiping with us, that you plant seeds of abundance and grace. And we ask, God, that you help us to be planters, sowers of extravagant love and grace wherever we go. We ask all of this in the name of Christ Jesus, our resurrected and resurrecting Lord. Amen.